This is Captivated Minds. I'm Jake. I'm Stan. And this is Religious Artifacts uh, Part 2. We covered the Ark of the Covenant in our first episode of the series, and now we're going to do something a little different. Yeah, because we're, we, what we did was we tied these into the Anna Joan movies. That's right. So, with Temple of Doom being the second movie... We had to find we something, to that find something. that connects to it a little <laughs> bit. And this is what we found. Um, yeah, we're going to cover Hinduism and Hindu religious items. I th- see. I thought this was going to be a hard find, and once I got into some of this research... We are down some rabbit holes there. It's, uh, We're going deep down today. Let is, me tell you what. The Hindu religion is fascinating. It is very fascinating. It really is. They, It's like, to me, it's like one of the ones you can just get behind. It's it, very spiritual. Because it's, it's not religious. It's not religious. It's spirit, And that's what I like. I like the spiritual side, not this, like, oh, the only way you can pray is like, at by, a church or by you getting the money. money yeah and you got to do this and it's like no no well there shouldn't be like billion dollar churches right. come on man like you really think god wants you to have a billion dollar church in your own private plane while people are suffering just like that <laughs> there was like a well-known um preacher on tv yeah and like a plumber went to his house and had to like break into the wall and found like money's just stacked in the wall what and shit. why be- Why? Well, just just because... To me, that sounds like a drug lord. Yeah, it does. <laughs> or you need that much hush money to hush up everyone right. for things you did. If you're a plumber and you did that, would you take some? Oh, of course. I'd, I'd be like, I'm taking it oh, or I'm calling the cops. Yep. A little bit here. Yeah, this will pay for the job. <laughs> so we have a couple of different things. We actually have items and places this time around. Uh, so there's like sculptures and then there's some artifacts. and th- Not artifacts, but little things like that. And then there's like a temple. So we can kind of explore both of them just a little bit and kind of see what these things kind of mean. When it comes to religion, some believe that one person or an individual is responsible for the sole creation of everything. Other religions do not follow this mindset. While religion is all about the individual and choice, some cultures go to go through a different path. Some believe in multiple beings or multiple uh, deities or gods. With this in mind, we're going to try our best not to butcher names of gods or temples, but it'll be tough at some points because uh, we've got some stuff. We are no linguists. No, no. We are not even close. We we speak words, yes? Yes. Words. Words. We speak. put together, yes? Speak words. Why? I, Why words? Why? I create fire. I fire. eat fire with words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my mouse is over there. there okay. Okay, so now we before before we dive into an object or a thing, we're going to talk about Hindu temples. Through our, through our out our research, we looked in, at hundreds of various temples, which I'm showing Stan right now. Yeah, these are these. Oh God, it's what's going to be hard. I don't know if people know this, but like Instagram and Facebook, They'll, you only allow you like ten photos. Yeah, right. So this is going to be hard. To, she said, to, <laughs> "Hard to pick." Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I mean, some of these temples are beautiful. Gorgeous. Some of them we'll talk about too. That are uh, you can look at just design or the interior. I didn't even get into any of that right. stuff either. I mean, th- this but is some, some of them are just beautiful or extravagant. They're all some are made out of granite and stone. All of them I can tell you were hand carved, handmade. They're, that's the key with all of these temples. They're all handmade. And they're all designed to have very specific things, too. There, There is one temple. I believe it's in India. Yeah. That the entire Kama Sutra oh, yeah. is carved. No, yeah, I would believe that. around I, the entire temple. I would believe so. So every position, position you can mm-hmm. think of, it's carved around the temple. Probably on the inside, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So each of these designs were more detailed than last. A church is a place of worship, and those who believe in Christianity go to a church. A Hindu temple is the same general concept, but done in a way that reflects the God and the people. Now, before we start talking about temples in general and their meaning within this religion, first, because a church can be a simple structure or a million-dollar palace, a temple, on the other hand, does not need to look lavish. It needs to look or almost feel handmade, 
like those who made it carved it with their hands and spent details getting these perfect you know intricate woven lines or doors or whatever it is on these temples yeah i mean you you can tell a lot of these were god probably 50 year projects or more mm-hmm. could be hundreds of years just see look at that and look beautiful. at a church look at a normal church though and I, look at a temple there's a big difference it, the thing about it a, a church is a house with a with a steeple on it that's right that's I mean, just it's, it's just wood it's a wood simple structure this this thing is like you can tell the people that created these temples put their heart and soul they took in some it. time like yeah. they knew exactly and and what you said was perfect it's not it's not to oh you have to worship here it's it's just an area where you could feel close to whoever you are worshiping that's right where our church like christianity churches and stuff it's all about no you if you want to speak to god you have to go to a church you or on sunday be, right. or it's very there's it's different very, rules it's very <clears throat> scheduled and structured and stuff like that so later on within this episode we'll we'll be talking about a temple that belongs to or members of uh belong to uh certain temples and their meetings the hindu temple is meant to be a transitional place where man and god may communicate there are two features when it comes to, to a traditional temple the inside, which is referred to as the heart of the temple, or the outside, which is called the shira or the body. There's also a chamber within the temple where the divine being or deity resides. This being inside me may be a various god depending on said temple. I know that's a lot to unpack. <laughs> so far, we have a single structure with three various aspects that help make up the structure. We have a divine spirit, a heart, and a body. It almost seemed like these temp- temples represent a human or the meaning of the human. The temple itself, where a various god may make themselves more well-known to those within its walls. It is also a place where one can reconnect with the body and the spirit. The temple must also do the following uh, sorts of things. Provide education and guidance, explore the, uh, the body, Explore the mind and inspire acts of service within others. So, I mean, it's absolutely right. If you think about it, the people that are going in and out of these places, if you think of it as a body, they're they're the like the blood vessels, the um, circulation, blood cells yeah. and stuff flowing, going in and yeah. out, yeah. all that stuff. So you're almost making these buildings alive if, in if, a sense, yes, in, in their religion. That's right. Since we touch around the religious temple, there is only one deity that has both objects and temples made in their name. We're, of course, going to be talking a little bit about Shiva. There's even a sub-religion within Hinduism about Shiva, which is referred to as Shivaism. Shivaism did not really pick up until sometime between the 2nd century BC and and, uh, between the 2nd century BC and 2nd century CE. After the following... Uh, of Shiva was on the rise. Shiva, as per the religion, is the master of all masters and of selected areas depending. She does, Shiva does not have a precise body or form necessarily. Shiva can take any form as it pleases. Shiva is, not, Shiva is typically shown white from ash, a blue neck, holding poison, wearing a moon, the Ganges River within the hair, and a garland with various skulls. And and uh, more than one arm. Yes. Well, more than sorry. Yeah, yeah. More, Whoa, than, oh. more than two arms. Spoilers. 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 Yeah. But I mean, God, the, these these temples for Shiva are, are yes, they're beautiful. They are yes, uh, yes. That one is very nice. We'll talk about the arms in, in a bit. But yes, a lot of them do have more than one arms, and each arm has its own sort of meaning and that too. I I love that. I really do. I mean, it it's. See, this, I, okay, look at this. Look at Shiva. Yeah. And then you just picture in your head Jesus. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you picture Jesus? On the cross, typically. On the, the cross, cross, typically. So for, for here's, here's a couple of things I have a problem with Christianity. They say you should not um, worship false idols. False or, idols. Yeah. Or 
idols in general. Yeah. So technically, Jesus on the cross is an idol. You're not supposed to worship it, but they do anyways. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, why would Jesus want you to worship the thing he died on? That's, That's a, a weird point. thing, That's too. a fair point. Yeah. So you take that. You take his, okay, yeah, he died for your sins. That's why he's on this cross. And then you look at what they did. Mm -hmm. They created, right? They created these beautiful, like, God-like God creatures. God-like creatures. These statues are just so beautiful. Yeah. And I, I bet you seeing these in person would be just it's stunning. Stunning. I'm sure they're probably hundreds of feet tall. My God, like look at look at all those. Yeah. You're gonna have to find at least a couple of them for just of Shiva alone. Just of Shiva, Shiva alone. But you know what I mean? Like this, this to me makes more sense. You you want there? She's sitting there, or he, whatever. They. We can they, say we can say we it can to they. They can say they. they yeah, that's they fine. They're sitting there with their. <clears throat> Their legs crossed in a very peaceful manner. You can tell that they're peaceful. They're here to help you type of thing. That I can get behind. Yeah. You know, I could. I could get behind that. But the skulls, I think it's a little badass, though, too. It is. Just like, a little badass. That's the thing. You have this, like, divine power-looking things. That could almost kick your ass? That could kick your ass. Like. Yeah. Next one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, compared to other religious figures, this is what we talked about. Shiva it does seem badass. It, it does make a person think twice about messing with Shiva, knowing that the neck of skulls, that is just a basic description. We can do an entire <clears throat> we could do an entire episode on the various objects that Shiva wears or has on. It's like each of these objects can be used to either help or hurt the individual praying to Shiva. Some of the most notable or relevant would be the... Uh, Status created within the image of Shiva. One of the finest statues we could find was a stone Shiva located within uh, Benarlu, India. Ben Kairulu, yeah, within India. We'll just say that, uh, which I showed Stan just a moment ago. Uh, the these Shivas, in a sense, can be considered holy items because of their the god Shiva, according to some, is everything. They can also be considered religious items due to the number of them and the various ways Shiva is depicted. In a way, Shiva can look like anything as long as it resembles the essence of Shiva at its core. Some of the, the depictions of Shiva can be small, made from clay. It can also be grandiose and made of stone, which we've kind of seen some of them. In some of the various depictions, Shiva can be having two arms or four arms, and it also is more common that Shiva has more four instead of two. Ooh. See, I just, I don't know. Every time I keep looking at those pictures, I kind of like them. Yeah. I really do. I, yeah. I think it's just really... It's different. Now, I wonder if they have to be made of a certain material in order for it to be a... I don't think so. Religious thing. I don't think so. No. I think anything that they pray to or they kind of make for their god or whatever. You think or it has to be like blessed by something? No. 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 Not this like is... not like the Jewish religion or the right. Christian religion. I think they can kind of make it their own. Make it their own. And, and okay, like, yeah, this is it. this is it. Yeah. The four arms within the statue has a meaning, which actually is each arm making a gesture or showcasing something that has some kind of meaning within it by itself. While we want to get into Shiva's detailed attire, we'll typically look at a statue of Shiva and explore the revelations within each hand. So this is looking at one with four hands. I found an image that had Shiva with four hands, and this is what we're going to be looking at. When looking at the, the deity with four arms, it does add to the surreal nature of the full representation of Shiva. Shiva. The upper right hand is sometimes holding an hourglass drum. This represents creation. The drum can also represent uh, male or female principles. Mm. The upper left hand sometimes holds tongues with flames as a symbol of destruction. Okay, so like this, this yes. piece here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Just that's the drum yeah. over on this side and then the forks on that side. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Is that where they got the devil's pitchfork from? Uh, because, this because, religion predates Christianity by hundreds well, of years. See, that's what I'm wondering. So when Christianity happened, what they did was they pulled from other religions. That way, you would when you saw that one item 
in another religion. It stood out. Christianity knew, Christians knew, oh, you're bad. Yeah. So that's why I'm wondering is maybe I, I don't know. you know they took they took a lot from uh, pagans and stuff like that. It actually almost looks like Poseidon's trench. It does, yeah. It do, but that's why that pitchfork idea came. came in. Yeah, it also uh, yeah. There's also a fine line between life and death according to the hands of Shiva too. Oh okay. Shiva also has not one place of worship but several. These places all want to connect to Shiva using the basics of the Hindu temple. A temple or temple made for Shiva would be divine in its own way. As we did some research, we came across a thousand-year-old Shiva temple. We don't know if this is the oldest temple for Shiva, but it has to be within the top ten, I'm sure. Each of the temples that we looked at has its own distinct distinct features, being wide or tall. Some of the some de- depict the statues as the temple itself. So this could be a temple. Yes. For instance, it's outside or whatever. If they worship at this location for Shiva, it could be considered a temple. Wow. A lot of them are hand-carved from stone. you got to be pretty talented. That's right. Especially how tall some of these are. I mean, yeah. that's, that's yep. some work. The thousand-year-old temple of Shida, uh, Shiva is made entirely out of granite. We live in this area. Granite's thick rock. Think of time and the manpower it took to create a stone temple. This temple is 217 feet tall and an 80-ton tower. Within the longest ruling dynasties, this temple is known as the Rajavarim Temple. It is housed... Good job. Yep. Good job. Yep, I tried. (laughs) It has housed all the festivals and religious functions of the time. This temple almost is... Like a fort in a structure, making it uh, somewhat military. All of the granite walls are filled with various depictions of Shiva. Some even state this place does not even cast a shadow under direct sun. Wow, that's a little mythy out there. Yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah, what what I also like about about these temples and stuff. Okay, thousand thousands of years old, right? Yep. I've been to a granite factory that builds granite statues, uh, headstones, yep. stuff like that. It was school field trip. Um, there are so many machines involved. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? You, yeah. You're talking like hundreds of machines, hundreds sure. of different presses and diamond bit saws and stuff like that. So for these guys to build a statue that tall using probably hammer and chisel mm-hmm. is amazing. Probably hundreds of men. Oh yeah, thousands. Maybe thousands. maybe the th- well maybe that's too much. Maybe. maybe if, 800 men. Yeah. That would probably do it day after day, day, for, after day for months. Maybe maybe night shifts. Yeah. Switch. Yeah. Switch, yeah. Oh, that's incredible. When it comes to the divine deity of Shiva, we have covered a few various things that can be considered holy in their way. We talked about Shiva and how each stature has a meaning as well as key positions of the hand. We also talked about Shivaism briefly. We also dove into the various temples built for Shiva. Shiva is a creation and a destruction like good and bad or yin and yang Shiva seems to be wherever people want to pray or look towards and also seem as long as the temple guidelines are followed any temple or Shiva temple can be created with that in mind some of these stone temples have stood the test of time perhaps with the help of followers or the divine presence of Shiva stepping in it is weird that it doesn't cast a shadow. That one, see? Like, do you think it's Shiva? Could be. Yeah. It could be. So far in this episode, we've touched upon temples, statues, and the basics of Shiva. As we continue to dive deeper into more relics, we'll explore their connection with Hinduism. One major difference I've noticed so far would be the lack of cursed items. In the last episode, we talked about the Ark and the various weird things that take place in the presence of or around the Ark. Well, in these, I haven't found anything. These items don't have any curses and don't really, the God doesn't really come down and affect people either. Shiva is the creator and the destroyer with the ability to create and destroy who needs a curse. It's very true. And the other thing is with, with Christianity and stuff like that, their whole thing was um, rule by fear mm. type, type of stuff. You know, don't do this or... This will happen. You know, 
sulfur will rain from the sky. Your rivers will run dry. You, this will happen. That will happen. The plagues. The plagues and stuff like that. It's it almost what it does is it it gets people to not be curious. Yes. You get people to not ask questions, to not be curious. Oh, this is God's way. God, like, that's why the Crusades happened. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Their whole thing was, your religion is too out there. Ours is better. So we're going to take you over. That's right. So, like this, this is very peaceful. Calm. Calm. Serene, almost. Almost, almost like romantic. Yes. Kind of. You know, it's just like very spiritual everyone's connected do well on you on others and stuff like yeah. that like it's but, very nice but with christianity it's like okay these items are cursed you everything guys took is, the box everything okay everything is cursed and now you're gonna pay like there's two different types of gods it's that you like look. that guy in mummy too that's cur- just cursed that's and cursed it, it is everything, everything is, is almost cursed everything's cursed and it's but there's a complete opposite. There's no curses at all, and it seems like some of these objects are just places of, just yeah, it's spirituality, just peace, yeah, peace and love. That's what it is. Yeah. It's like it's like Hindus are stuck in the '60s. That's right. Man. Yeah, almost stuck in the '60s. The next object we'll be talking about is a book, but not just any book. The Book of Gita. While this book is the first book on our religious artifact list, it is also the only book we'll be talking about during this episode. The Book of Gita is broken down into 18 chapters, which, while each chapter may have a subchapter within it, each chapter follows a very set path for those who, that read it. Each chapter has a general rule or insight into Hinduism and its involvement within the individual. Some chapters range from self-exploration to the universe and its existence. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Before we get into into the heavy into the overall overlook of the message it provides. Let us look at why the book matters. According to various places, the Book of Gita is the Word of God. The Book of Gita is different from other holy documents because it dates back 5,137 years to date. This book is about a man's attempt to speak with God on a battleground. This great war took place within Kershashatra, India, it does make the Book of Gita interesting because it takes place on a battleground and how the key message is the connection. God will not stop said battle, but it does seem interesting that the battle was the location for the direct conversation with the Spirit. So, since, since you're bringing up a battleground, yeah. all right, so in India, and especially stories that are in like the Hindu Bible and stuff like that, there are these great battles between some of these deities, these gods or whatever, where their great chariots would appear in the sky and there would be a battle between them and sometimes different villages would get wiped out by accident because of this giant battle and stuff. And what's fascinating is People have used the book to find out where the locations are mm. and actually go to locations. And one of the locations, if you, di- you dig down only a few inches, all the sand in the area turned to glass. Oh, wow. So that means it was superheated and huh. turned into glass. But they're also getting um, traces of radiation. Oh, wow. That's weird. And not natural radiation. Huh. So it's one of those things where people are, are going, does some of these books, let's say the book of Gita happens on a battlefield, right? Yeah. Did that battle actually happen? That's you don't you know. No. Because some stories are based on fact. Yeah. And then it's like we're I'm not gonna say aliens. Yeah. But where is that what they're seeing? They were seeing these spaceships or something having this war and the ground Come. got messed up. It, it's weird. It's a little weird. Yeah, it's weird, but it's fascinating. It is fascinating, though. The Book of uh, Gita is also different from other religious documents because there is a way to help prove God may be real. The Book of God via the Book of Gita is God talking. In other religions, it can be a prophet of God or a relative of God that speaks out. With the Book of Gita, it is a little different. It can be also referred to as the Bhagavad 
Gita. It is also the spoken, uh, it is actually spoken by God or Lord Krishna 300 years before Jesus and or three, uh, uh, 3,000 years, 3,000, yeah, sorry, 3,000 years before Jesus and 3,700 years before Muhammad. The Book of Gita is the only book spoken by God directly, unlike the other books that are spoken through God indirectly. So that's, there's a little yeah. bit of a difference. Yeah. Instead of having the Son of God come down and relay his message, okay, God was like, well, I'm just going to give you a book. Here's my book. It's a top seller. Uh, I'm going to be pre-promoting it all week. Um, here you go. Uh, hey, kids, I got this, uh, this comic book for you. Yeah. I want you to read it. Yeah, it's pretty old. It's pretty old. You're not going to like the new one, uh, <laughs> but this first issue is pretty great. Well, that's, so that's also the big, uh, the big problem, right? When you look at other religions around the world, um, even Judaism, Hinduism, Buddhism, their word hasn't changed no. from when it was first printed until now. Their word has been no. the same. The Bible, on the other hand, has been changed. You, it's usually changed every couple hundred years to fit the narrative of that generation type ah. of thing. So... The problem is if you actually find a real, a, a original Bible, which is a few hundred years old or whatever, a thousand years old maybe. Very difficult to find. It's, it's very, it's a lot different. It's better. Dry. Where you're looking at this one now and this one now brings up gay sex and it brings up uh, um, uh, infidelity. It brings up, brings up everything. Those things are bad. But they weren't in the Bible before. before. Yeah. It's because you have other people writing the word mm. and then redoing it. To fit their own narrative. To fit their own narrative. Okay, these things are bad. Where, where this has just stayed the same. That's right. Okay, Shiva or, or even the other gods or whatever got together. They made a book. Mm. Hey, don't touch what I wrote. Yeah. Just leave it as is and it will guide you. That's and right. that's, what, that's yeah. what they did. They left it alone. So... I've read not from, not from any of like Hindu stuff. Yeah. But I've have read some stuff from like Buddha stuff. That's it's different. It, it's different. Yeah. It's different. It's very inviting. Yes. Like it's calm. It's calm. It's, it's again with the body and the mind again. Yeah. It's yeah. really nice and peaceful. Within Hinduism, uh, yeah. Okay. Within Hinduism, their god actually has been seen by people. The Book of Gita also provides key information on the following areas. God, the soul, nature, birth, death, and life after death. It does also appear that the Book of Gita has a wide range of topics. When it comes to religious books, it can also be very cut and dry. But Hinduism and the documentation within it does seem to be a little bit more complex than just good and bad. The book also shows us or tells us that there's life after death. Most religions are not typically aware or acknowledge reincarnation or life after death. It's like cut and dry, like plain and simple, like you, you do good things, okay, you go to heaven. You do bad things, you go to hell. And when you die, you, you know, go or you, you don't really, you know, you go around those places. Where Hinduism... They believe in reincarnation. We'll get into that in a bit, too. And it's one of those, like, okay, you did bad, so you're going to come back as a dung beetle. Something like that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, you've done good? You're going to come back as maybe uh, the president. Some, or, yes. You, you know, like, yes. you're going to be well off Mother in your Teresa, next life. Mother Teresa, whatever it is. Right. Something You'll like You'll be well off in your yes. next life. Yes. Because you've done good, you treated people well. But yeah, if you do bad things, you you end up coming back as just something gross or nasty. The or... only thing that see I I didn't really touch upon this is, but what if you do morally great things? What if you have to kill someone bad to save someone good? Ooh, I would think that would be fine. Ah, uh -huh, no, because killing, you're still, you're still killing killing. is bad. That's right, killing's bad. But you're saving someone. But though. you're saving someone. So oh. it's a morally gray area. No. <laughs> so maybe maybe you. That, it, evens it, it, it evens out. It evens out. out. Yeah. So, so then you just come back as just you, uh, yourself, like, like yourself again. See, that's kind of in, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. So if there's a gray area, 
how so great is it going? So let's say like you're a middle class guy. Yeah. A middle class guy. A bad guy is after someone who's really good. You kill that bad guy. The good person's okay. Years down the line, you die. Yeah. You come back as a middle class citizen. If you don't kill anyone, you're doing great. Yeah. Everything, you die. You come back as a high paid person. Yeah. If you're doing shitty, you're beating on people, maybe you come back as a real poor, homeless person. Or not even a person. Or not even a person. Like like I said, the dung beetle or... Something like that. Or yeah. just cat, trash. Whatever, yeah. A cat. <laughs> no. You'd be pissed no. if you came back as a cat. No. <laughs> oh my God. You'd be a purse cat. You want to be like Paris' Hilton purse All cat? Right. Just... I got to rant for a minute. Yeah. Doesn't that make sense? Cats are assholes. Yeah, they are assholes. They're assholes. Yeah. So reincarnation <laughs> makes sense. Uh huh. So these are all the murderers and 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 like real bad people. They Come. turned into cats, and now they're just assholes. Yeah. They, oh, John Wayne Gacy's God. a cat now. They, they made. Oh, could you imagine? He's a pudgy cat. Oh, they made me a cat. This is bullshit. Knocking over their glasses and shit. <laughs> shit. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Hey. Hey, mom. You like this? <laughs> I used to be John Gacy. <laughs> Wear clown outfits. Throw up on the floor. Yeah, that reminds me of the kid I killed. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's where things get a little complex. We're going to go over some of the details within the book. We're going to do our best to condense the book into small sections we can digest. We could do an entire 18-episode series fully covering each chapter of this book, but we won't. Within the book of Gita... God is a natural person and is known as Lord Krishna. 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 There's also even a passage within the book where God states that religion and faith can be in any form, but this way of believing in him is the correct way. He also states that humans should not contain fear for him because he is something that is not feared. Lord Krishna... Krishna, or God, also teaches mankind about self-realizations, self-realization, relationships, uh, relationships with God, goals of humans, spiritual life, nature, life on lower and higher planets, attaining life on a higher planet, free cycle of birth, free cycle of death, and rebirth. (laughs) Man, there's a lot involved. There's a lot to unpack there. They mention planets now as if our being is able to reach planet from here on Earth, uh, if we are. Oh my God! What does that sound like? Doesn't uh, it? Heaven's oh, Gate. Doesn't Heaven's it? Gate. I was See, just gonna say that. Say they pulled shit. I as soon as I saw this, I was like, "Fucking Heaven's Gate pulled shit." From they the pulled end. it because their whole thing was like they when pulled you, from the best religions. Yes, because it was like if you die, you get your own planet. Like that was the whole thing. Like if oh, just like no, like mm-hmm. you, you follow us and you you pray and pray and pray and you do this. You will get your own planet in the afterlife. Now, the book may also be referencing a soul to various places, but it's hard to tell. We shouldn't uh, touch. We we should touch upon rebirth too. The source has yet to go into detail about being reborn, but it is the souls or an aspect of who we are that is reborn. Okay. There's a couple of key ideas when it comes to God and his communication via the book of Gita. Materialism can only lead a person toward a life of in, uh, ignorance instead of intellect. All forms uh, since uh, drive a single sin, which is lust. Lust is what drives people to do harmful acts no matter how just it is. Lust is all evil and all evil acts are lust. This kind of is kind of interesting when we think about lust being the source of evil. An example of this is uh, is clear and simple. Uh, murder is from lust. Lust rears its head when an individual then consumes, then takes a life. The murderer uses lust to take a life. Wow! Just a simple little. Simple little. So there's there is this culty group. Yeah. That they run things in Barnet. Yeah, Vermont, very small town, right? Uh-huh. But their whole thing is almost exactly like this: your everything you own and stuff like that. It it's bad. It's bad for you. It's it's like like it's what's your, holding you taking back. Taking your power or yes. taking your chi, what chi or whatever. So when you get involved with this cult, 
you literally have to like sell your house, sell your car, sell all your belongings. They'll they'll give you clothes that they made or whatever. And that's the whole thing. And your whole thing is you're you're going to build things out of nature to live in. You're going to maybe ask people for help, like to stay or whatever. But you will never own anything. Mm. So you can ask for help, but you cannot own things own things and stuff like that. It, I don't know if it's still around. It's a little different. We should look into that. But uh, if you're actually driving the interstate, like headed towards, like if you hopped on the interstate, drove past St. Johnsburg, yep. headed towards Barnet, you get this like corner and you actually look on the hill and you'll see these ribbons hanging from trees, different color ribbons. Yep. And it actually leads to a shrine. No shit. And that's where they used to meet, was up on this hill. Could get murdered there, too. You could, yes. Y- yeah. So it's, it's a 50 very, It's a 50-50. But, I mean, that's their whole thing. Their whole thing is, like, in order to be divine, mm. in order to be one with God, Yes. you have to completely... Lose everything. Yes, you have to give yourself over, over. to them. So, like, money is bad, so you're not allowed to have any money... You're only allowed to take from nature, so your food you have to grow yourself and hunt your own food. Hunt, yeah. Another aspect we can talk about is God appearing is showing His many forms. Like Through a the, toast. Yeah. Yes. Or <laughs> chips. <laughs> or chips. <laughs> Through the Book of Gita, God can take many forms depending on the individual. It may be something different. Some may see Him as a being with no form at all or energy. He could be just energy or cloud. Throughout time, there have been incarnations of God from a fish into a warrior slaying demons. That's cool. So he, he's been a fish, and he's been like this badass motherfucker that's like could Sam you, Jackson okay. kicking ass, okay? So could you imagine you're a fisherman? Yeah. You're, you're like casting out. Yeah. Like, and you get something. You reel it in, and that thing starts talking to you. Oh, I've been waiting for someone to talk to, and it's like, what? Do you put it back? No. Uh, it's a god. Fuck. That's a good question. <laughs> like, it's it's a, good, a good question. Do you like, I don't know, do you give it, you to, know, life or do you give it death by taking it home? What do you, how do you treat it? I mean, are you scared at that point that, are you afraid that you just ingested something that's making you hallucinate? Probably. <laughs> oh, there's vicious talking to me. But they do say that he looked in the, in the top tier, uh, Demon Slayer is what they said. Demon Slayer sounds about right. I, I made it extravagant because could it's, you imagine? But that's what like it's like this badass motherfucker that has like bones and like fucking swords and shit, and that's like I said Demon Slayer. So I'd, like, I'd see that movie. Yeah, yeah, I would see. Yeah, Kushna the Demon, Demon Slayer. Slayer. Yeah, yeah, that's an eighties movie. That's an eighties movie. Within the book, it even talks about how or why the Lord will appear. It also states that if those uh, shall lose faith, God will descend and reaffirm them their faith in Him. Lord Krishna appeared more than 5,000 years ago to smite those who were unjust to his cause and teach the science of God or the Book of Gita. Now, this is the first time we have some sort of word that God has been here. Mm. The the people of the time must have freaked out seeing a deity before them. Now, if it was a live stream with God, he would switch channel would be playing Civilization. <laughs> Hey, uh, welcome, it's God. Uh, we're playing Civilization <laughs> playing here on world, Twitch. Yeah, playing World Civ. Yeah. <laughs> they actually... Okay, so... A little sidebar. They did that on Stargate Atlanta. Yeah. Atlantis, right? So, Stargate Atlantis, they thought they were playing a game. Yeah. But what happened was, it's these satellites that are over this planet, and these satellites would beam down instructions for the people to do. Oh, no shit. So they'd look at, okay, this person wants us to do that, and then they want us to do this. And they thought they're – so it was split by two uh, two different types of people. Yeah. And one thought their god was making them do this, and the other one thought their god was making them do that. And then they would start bickering and fighting and all that stuff. So that's – Yeah. That could be what it is. Yeah. It's like, it's like, oh, man, he's up there going oh, – I just fuck things up. Maybe I have to go down and like explain. Yeah, why I fucked it up a little right. bit. Right. Yeah. Hey guys, um, I know I'm a fish right now, but uh, 
I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll be back as a Demon Slayer. Don't worry. Right. I'll be back as a Demon Slayer, but right now you just need to know I kind of screwed up things. Yeah. Um, this is how you correct it. That's right. One key note about the book of uh, the book and Hindu and Hindu Hinduism in general is that we as people are not just limited to physical form. We also have a soul, and through that soul, uh, the body becomes full of life. The theory is that the soul is located within the heart. When the soul leaves the heart, the body just dies. The soul can never be destroyed. Only the physical body itself passes on. While it does, uh, does not tell us where the soul goes, but once it is gone, it does give us an interesting way to think about souls. Yeah, so we've talked about this before. You know, the whole, my whole, like, idea of what happens is you're, you're ascending, mm. right? You're, your body is just a container, right? It keeps you here. Keeps Physical you, form, right. yeah. But once you die, it's one of those, like, type of decisions where if you're good, you're a good person or whatever, I think you could... Okay, maybe I want to reincarnate. Mm. Or maybe I want to stay ascended mm. and go to different universes or planets. Or, or help go, other people. Or, or right, help other yeah. people. And then you look at, okay, that could explain ghosts. Mm. You have some good ghosts. Maybe Bad they ghosts. decided to stay on Earth and just kind of be with their family or whatever. Yeah. Then you got those bad ones. Mm. Those bad ones are people that could they're not allowed to ascend. Or they couldn't move and they on. Couldn't they're move still on. holding on right. to things. Yeah. By following Lord Krishna, the person may be entered into the afterlife. There are four subsections. Depending on your action, it can mean different things like how good or bad you are, depending on a person and where you go in these four incarnations. By practicing all of the teachings, the individual is able to move on to full devotion. Even as you die, you're already pre-chosen to your return depending on how you died. Were you a good person even before those moments? It would look like those who return as bugs are somewhat bad down the road and people that uh, redeem themselves as God, under God kind of come back a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's exactly what it is. You're yeah. bad, so you're going to be coming back as the lowest thing on the planet. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you said dung beetle. Yeah. Right. You're yeah. just, you're, you're nothing. The Book of Gita does have more information, but some of it is still very deeply rooted in the Hinduism, in Hinduism and the Hindu religion. There are sections devoted to yoga. We don't, we don't really get into it a little, but by aligning the body and having a clear mind, one is able to connect on some level to something, perhaps God or something. Yoga explores a way to rid the mind of any thoughts and to be present and maintain a sense of ease. In some research, yoga is repeated over seven times, but in a way allowing a proper technique to relate back to the Book of Gita. Yeah, they they like to take, when it comes to yoga, it's, they do bring up spiritual stuff a lot, or it's a, it's like meditating, but Mm -hmm. you're moving. It's a movement of meditation instead of just sitting still. You're doing stuff. As we begin to finish up the episode, let's recap the Book of Gita. The book itself is a conversation with God a man on, and a man on a battleground. Through the conversation, God is able to enlighten this man on his views on life, yoga, God, reincarnation, death, and the soul. While it does provide a clear step to follow, it's the choice that scares the man. The Book of Gita does seem to be a holy item because it's a conversation with God directly. It's not like God sent a fax and waited years to reply. <laughs> Could you imagine? Hey, fax machine's going off. Who is it? It's God. It's God. Wait, what? <laughs> Your beeper goes yeah. off? <laughs> hey, it's me, God. Uh, hey. We haven't talked in a while. Hey, it's me. Why, why aren't people using beepers anymore? Right. <laughs> I made it for a reason. <laughs> I, I, made... I really like the beeper. Yeah, I'm the one that created the beeper. Why aren't you guys using it? The Book of Gita also shows us some insight into Hindu ideology. The book is very unique that it explores elements of reincarnation after death. From what we know, Christianity does not believe in reincarnation. Hinduism seems to be more about the human body and how everything is connected. The body and the mind should uh, be calm yet in the moment. Fear or related thoughts cannot occur as fear is one step away from lust. What is also interesting is that lust can, uh, can and will be the only source of evil. Okay, what you just said is very Jedi. I know. It's very Jedi. I know. I just said Holy it. Holy shit. Yeah. That that's 
That's it's, almost word for word what Yoda said. Uh-huh. I, and I didn't take this from Star Wars. Wow. I didn't take this. So maybe George Lucas was kind of affected by various... Because yeah. when, he, when he wrote it, he had to look up religions and all this stuff. Yeah. The samurai were inspired by the, you know, Jedi too. The samurai... Reverse that, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, again, again with Christianity, it's all about fear, right? Mm. So if you think about it, if, if the fear is... Okay, when you die, you only go to heaven or hell. That's, That's right. the only thing. So mm-hmm. you better do good. You take away that, oh, I could have a redo. Maybe you were a bad person. You weren't like a terrible person, but you were we a bad great. person. You weren't right? great, yeah. And you got that second chance. You were reborn, and now you could do good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Christianity doesn't like that. No, it no, does not. No, you're either good or bad in this life, and that's it. Yes. So if you're bad, you're going to hell. This seems morally gray. Yes. Like you could do good, like we talked about earlier. You could do good, uh, do bad things for a good reason, and yet still maybe be reincarnated. So this one, it's not as black and white. Yeah. It's open to like, oh, you should do good because of this, but, I mean, bad may happen. You know, it kind of... It strides that line you, you a little bit. Ha- it's like what they're trying to tell you is no one's perfect. Yes. You do not have to be perfect, but try to do your best. That's that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Like, do your best. That's yeah. all, all we're yeah. asking. Let's just compare the Ark and the Book of Gita. The Ark has laws of God, and the Book of Gita is the law of God. Yeah. Ooh. The Ark is a cursed, and only a select few, few uh, holy items are cursed. The Book of Gita is not cursed. Only a single a group of people are allowed to touch the Ark. The Book of Gita is open for anyone. No, nothing. Just the Book of Gita was written before the Ark was thought. The Ark is able to move water and may be somewhat supernatural and or have some sort of weird element to it. The Book of Gita has more open spirituality and that's a little bit more interesting anyway. Yeah, like, definitely. So, would you rather have had the Book of Gita or the Ark? If you could have... Like, if you're Indiana Jones and you're going on a discovery for I'd rather the, have the, the Book, Book of Gita. Gita. The original book. Like, yeah. the, the first written, like... Because here's the thing. With the, the original Book of Gita, I could still open it and read, read it. it. That's right. Where, where with, with the Ark, oh, you open it, you you'll, could die. you'll face the wrath of God. God. That's right. So it gives you that it also see mm. that also makes you think that the ark the ark is real but what's inside it is not. See? Because it's like they don't want you to open it because you open it could you imagine opening it and it's empty? That, or it's not even nothing happens. Like nothing happens. Nothing happens and it's empty and you're just it's a false idol, right? Again, see? You talk Where, about that again. Right. So this book, I'd rather have the book. I'd rather be able to hey, this is Different. God came down. Krishna. Yeah. Krishna came Krishna, down. Yeah. Right? He came down. Chilling. Yeah. I just see him sitting there. Yeah. Smoking a pipe maybe. Yeah. Like Gandalf. Yeah. Right? Writes this book. Doesn't hide it. Yeah. Doesn't like put it in a fucking arc. Yeah. He just looks at the next man down the road and goes, hey dude. There's the book. Read this. Yeah. Take this. Spread my word. Yeah. Spread it. Yeah. He's going to yes. spread it all right. And that's what he does, you know? And then, hey, well, here's the thing. If you need to make more copies, word for word. Yeah. Like, don't be changing shit. That's right. It's word for word all the way down. And that's what they did. They just kept the word going. That's right. So I'd rather have I'd rather have this book. It is very interesting. We've covered temple meanings, Shiva, Shivaism, Shiva temples, Shiva statues, the book of Gita. Each of these physical items can be considered a holy item, Due to their uh, connection to God, I would say so. Uh, the temples and the Book of Gita go hand in hand with the focus of the self. The temple is a place where growth can occur, while the Book of Gita is about inward and outward growth combined with self-understanding. On our last uh, episode of this series, we'll be covering the Holy Grail as well, too. So here, here's the thing. I hate religion. Yeah. I really do. I'm not a religious um, person either. So I'm not a religious person what my dad and I talk about it, we're we're spiritual. There's we're spiritual the difference. There's people, the difference. Right? Yeah, there's the difference. But honestly, like this one, I could get behind. Yeah, like I could because this is like their whole thing is be yourself, 
and the connection between everybody and, and the planet the soul and the soul. And, yeah. like, that's that's a very highly spiritual. So it's to me the reason why I hate most organized religions, religions right? Yes, I, I totally because agree. most organized religions to me are cults. They're culty. Very culty. They're they're dependent on money. Right. It, I mean, you have that dependency. Scientology, yeah. if we can consider that a religion, dependent on money. Yeah. Uh, Christianity, again, dependent on money. This one doesn't talk about money or, no, or anything at all. It, I mean, it's really about the self and the inner and outer self. And I'm going to look at getting a version of I told you. I told you to you look said at it. You said it's free. Yeah, you can do uh, Google just, and then just PDF and then it'll... But I kind of want to own it. Oh, so maybe I Amazon? went on Amazon. Oh, did Amazon have a big one? And they have one. Was it a thick copy or a thin? It's, it's. I think it's a thick copy. Because this one, I kind of condensed the the one I found was. <laughs> was a lot of so it is a paperback. Yeah. They call it the uh, better great. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the one. That's right. Correct. Yeah. Um. Ooh, you could get it hard. No. Yeah, you could get it hardcover if you wanted to. Um. It's 18 chapters. Yeah, I told you. And each so, chapter has sub-chapters, sub though. Yeah, yeah. About 300 pages, a couple hundred pages? Uh, 234. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's about right. So, not bad. I would it, show your dad it's first. It's $11. That's not bad at all. It's 11 bucks. I would... Sp here's here's how, how much I'm really interested <laughs> in it. I'd spend the extra couple bucks and get the hard, hard coffee. Hard coffee, yeah. I mean, I would. I'm sure your dad's going to love it. Your, your dad... Right. So, I'm I'm thinking about getting it. I would say because I do look. I, I have a, a King James Bible. Ooh, there you go. Again, I I Christianity is like this thing, but there's different versions. Like there's you said. good points in, in each the that Bible in that version, right? Yeah. In that in the King King James Bible, there's different points that you could get behind. Yeah. The forcefulness is what we don't yeah, like. Yeah, no, no, just too much. Yeah, but I also have. I don't think it's down here, but I have the Santanic Bible. Yeah. Fascinating. It, it's a different point of view. Different point of view. Has nothing to do with Satan. No. It's weird. It's like a Wiccan. And like... Yeah, it's like a Wiccan. And uh, again, it's a very spiritual type of book. Yeah. And it's more pagan. So it's a different type of spiritual than what we just talked yes. about. Okay. It's very, okay. it's very different. Because it's all about like... With with Christianity, it's like do well on others, and others will do well on you. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what some of it is. With the the book of Satan, the Satanic book, it's all about okay, you can do well on others, but if others are treating you bad, you have every right to treat them poorly. Mm. Like you have the choice. Gotcha. And making that choice doesn't make you a bad person. You can choose to be friendly to them, even though they're being jerks to you. Yeah. Or you can choose to be a jerk right back, and you're not gonna, you're not gonna get any repercussions from it. Yeah. Where in the Bible, it's different. You have to be good. good so or if, bad shit happens. Or bad shit happens. Yeah. So like, I, I want this to be like part of. My it's, it's, collection it's, of... it's different, yeah. yeah. It's very different, yeah. That's all I've got on uh, Religious Artifacts Part 2. So if you like what you hear, follow us on Facebook, Captivated Minds. Instagram's at Minds Captivated. Email us, CaptivatedMinds2 at gmail.com. Everything's listed in the show notes, including our Instagrams. If you also listen to us on Spotify or any other platform, make sure to turn on your notifications so you get up to date when we drop new episodes. And if you like what you hear or if you don't like what you hear or you want to just let us know how we're doing, uh, let us know on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, so thank you all for listening. Thank you.